wanted to be in two places at once. Maybe you wanted to go to some type of football game, but then you realized you had to do your homework, and you didn't have other time to do your homework, and you couldn't go to the game at the same time. Or maybe you told a friend you could come to their house, but you forgot you had to go travel to the next village or to town with your parents. And you thought, I, I wish I could do two things at one time. You and I, that's impossible for you because that's impossible to be in two places at the same time. But God can do that. And our memory verse today talks about that. And our memory verse comes from the Bible like all of our memory verses do. And this one is found in Hebrews 13.5. It says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13.5. Listen to it again. Hebrews 13.5. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13.5. Now, we can know this verse is true because it's in the Bible. And the Bible is God's true word. God is the author of the Bible. And the author is like the writer of the Bible, whose words it is. God is the author of the Bible, but God the Holy Spirit used men, 40 different men, to write down the words. Even though it, the Bible was written a long time ago, it is important to read the Bible and to memorize it today because God's word is still true and God knows the best way to live. And our memory verse today is from Hebrews. Hebrews is in the New Testament. And it's found, our memory verse is found in chapter 13, verse 5. Now the chapters, as I've told you before, are usually the big numbers, and then the verses are the small numbers beneath the chapters. Hebrews is one of the books in the New Testament, which is the second part of the Bible. And it says, Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13, 5. So it says, I will never leave thee. Well, if you believe on Jesus as your Savior, God promises he will always be with you. When you believe on Jesus, you become part of God's family. And no matter what happens, God's relationship or his friendship with you will never end. And he will never, ever leave you. And then the second part of the verse says, nor forsake thee. You see, Sometimes people we love can let you down or turn away from you when you have a need. But God, he's not like that. He promises to always be there for those who believe on him. He will not forsake you. He will not forget you. He will not let you down. He keeps his promises. He will be there for you if you believe on him. Now, if you have believed on Jesus, remember, God is with you wherever you are. He is always there to lead you. He is always there to take care of you. But if you have not believed on Jesus before, then your sin still keeps you apart from God. And you can't hide your sin from God. God knows your sin and sent his son Jesus to take your punishment so you can be forgiven for your sin. Now, you can do that today by believing trusting completely what Jesus did for you. You can choose to accept Jesus. You can choose to believe or trust completely that he died for your sin. If you believe in Jesus, then he will be with you wherever you go. Today, you'll get an opportunity to believe in Jesus. So our memory verse again is Hebrews 13, 5. 
if you can, say it with me. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13.5 Yes, if you believed on Jesus, he will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. Remember that that means if you believe on him, he'll be with you wherever you go, and he'll never let you down. He will always be there for you if you believe on him. felt sad or alone? I know I have. What made you feel that way? Maybe someone died in your family. Maybe someone got COVID. Maybe someone just got sick. Or perhaps you got a bad grade on a test or a homework at school. You can feel sad sometimes. And when somebody dies or when your friend moves away, you can feel alone. Well, I'm sure Joseph had plenty of reasons to feel sad and to feel alone. He was far away from home because his brothers sold him to those merchants, and he was taken to Egypt. And now Joseph was in prison for something he didn't even do. But even in this difficult place, Joseph worked hard. God had a special plan for Joseph. God allowed Joseph to get the trust of the prison keeper. And the prison keeper, or the guard of the prisoners, he put Joseph in charge of the other prisoners. Wow. God was blessing Joseph even in the prison. Well, one day, two new men were sent to the prison that Joseph was in. And they were Pharaoh's chief baker and the butler. Now, let me explain what they did. The baker, well, he was in charge of all those who cooked and baked delicious food for the king, for Pharaoh. And the butler, he was in charge of serving the king's food and drink. So, one was in charge of cooking the food, the baker, and the butler was in charge of serving the food and the drinks. Well, Pharaoh was angry with these two men, the butler and baker, and he sent them to prison, where Joseph was. The prison keeper gave Joseph the job of serving the butler and baker, you know, watching over them, taking care of them. One morning, Joseph noticed that both men looked upset, and he said, What's wrong? Well, they answered Joseph and said, We each had a dream, but there's no one to tell us what these dreams mean. Now, in the country of Egypt, magicians were often called on to tell the meaning of dreams. Well, Joseph asked these two men, the butler and baker, Doesn't the meaning of dreams belong to God? Please, tell me your dreams. Only the one true God could help Joseph know what the dreams meant. The butler spoke up first, and he said, I dreamed about a vine with three branches. There were buds on the branches, and the buds became blossoms, and the blossoms became very ripe and juicy grapes. I took the grapes and I squeezed the juice into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave it to him. Joseph, he may have smiled as he knew what this meant. God told him the meaning 
of this dream. And Joseph told him the meaning. And he said, the branches represent three days. So you saw three branches. That represents three days. In three days, you will be released from prison to serve the king as you did before. The butler, oh, he must have been so relieved. Then Joseph said, now when you're back serving Pharaoh, remember me. Please show kindness to me. Ask Pharaoh to release me from prison. I was taken away from my home, and since I came to this country, I've done nothing wrong that I should be here in prison. Joseph was sure that Pharaoh would listen to the chief butler. But then the baker started to speak up about his dream. And the baker said, I dreamed I was carrying three white baskets on my head. And in the basket, in the top one, was all kinds of good things, good baked things for Pharaoh. But then the birds came and they ate the food out of the basket. Joseph, I don't think he was smiling now. He said the three baskets represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will have you hanged. In other words, the baker was going to be put to death. How terrible! It must have been hard for Joseph to tell the meaning of this dream. But God had showed him the truth. Well, three days later, both dreams came true. The baker was put to death and the butler was released from prison. The butler returned to the palace where he served Pharaoh. And Joseph, oh, he was, must have been certain that the butler would tell Pharaoh about him. He probably waited by the prison door, expecting a guard to come and set him free. But the Bible says that the butler forgot Joseph. Joseph must have been so disappointed. The butler forgot all about him. Had God forgotten about him too? Maybe Joseph wondered if God had left him alone in that dark prison. Have you ever wondered if God has forgotten about you? Has a good friend moved away and maybe you feel lonely? Or has someone you love died and you feel very sad? Maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel alone or you feel afraid or you see a shadow on the wall and you get frightened because you don't know what is there making that shadow. Maybe you have a problem and you don't know what to do. Or you do something good and no one sees and no one takes notice. Maybe you have even thought that God has left you. But if you have believed on Jesus, God has promised to always be with you. Remember what our verse says? Hebrews 13.5 I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13.5 Yes, our great God is everywhere. God the Holy Spirit lives in you if you have believed in Him. He watches over you, and God helps you. He never sleeps. He is always watching over you and the things that you do. The Bible says in Second Chronicles 16, in the first part of verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. That verse means that God is always there watching. He's always there. If you are sad or lonely or afraid, God is with you to comfort you. If you have a problem and you don't know what to do, God is with you, working to solve the problem and helping you know what to do. And if you feel disappointed when no one notices some something good that you did, you can be sure that God sees, He notices, and God's promises are true. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, God is promised to always be with you. And God was with Joseph even in that prison. The Bible says in Genesis 39, verse 21, 
but the Lord was with Joseph. God was still with Joseph, even while he was in that prison. And God was working things out for Joseph's good, even though Joseph couldn't see it right then. But finally, after two whole years, something happened that made the butler remember Joseph. Pharaoh was in a bad mood. He had a dream, and he wanted to find out what it meant. He ordered all his magicians and wise men to come, and he told them the dream that was causing him trouble, and, and he just couldn't understand it. He wanted to know the meaning. But these magicians, they couldn't help him. They tried to figure out the meaning, but they couldn't understand it. They didn't know what the dream meant. Pharaoh wanted to know what this dream meant. It was disturbing him. But none of these magicians and wise men could help Pharaoh understand the meaning of his dream. Maybe the butler was standing off to the side, listening. And then he remembered. Oh, wait a minute. I remember somebody. He remembered Joseph. The butler told Pharaoh, I remember when I was in prison, I had a dream. And he told Pharaoh, and I'm going to read this right from the Bible. And the butler said to Pharaoh, and there was with us a young man, servant to the captain of the guard. He's talking about Joseph. And we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams. To each man according to his dream he did interpret. And it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was. Me he restored unto mine office, and him he hanged. So the butler told Pharaoh, when we were in prison, the butler and, and the baker, we had a dream, we each had a dream, and we told this young man our dreams, and he told us what they meant, and it came true. Well, Pharaoh ordered that Joseph be brought to him immediately. Joseph must have been surprised when a guard came to the to the, the prison and came and made him clean and had to get him shaved and had to change his clothes so that he would go and meet Pharaoh. Pharaoh told Joseph, I had a dream, and there is no one who can tell me what it means. I have heard you can understand dreams and tell their meanings. Joseph, he must have looked at Pharaoh and said, I can't tell what dreams mean, but God can. Now, Pharaoh did not believe in Joseph's God. Pharaoh and the people of Egypt, they worshipped many false gods, which are called idols. Joseph wanted Pharaoh to know that there is only one true and living God, and that he is the only one who knows the thoughts and the dreams of men, of people. But did you know that God knows your thoughts and your dreams? He knows your favorite color. He knows what you'll be when you grow up. He loves you more than you can imagine, and he even knows your sinful thoughts that no one else knows about. He knows when you hate someone or when you're jealous of someone because they have something you want. He knows these things because he is all-knowing and all-powerful. He is the creator of everything, including you. He wants you to be close with him. But you were born a sinner, separated from God. And the Bible says, for all have sinned. Hmm. No one is perfect. No one is without sin like God is. God is perfect in all he thinks, all he says, and all he does. But because you think, say, and do sinful things that break God's laws, you deserve to be punished. And God says the punishment for sin is to be separated from him forever. But God loves you so much, he made a way to save you from that terrible punishment so that you can be close to him. 
now and forever. And the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, God the Son, the only begotten Son of God, the Lord Jesus, came to earth and lived a perfect life. Then, according to God's plan, Jesus allowed men to nail him to a cross, and there he suffered, he bled, he died, and God was punishing him for your sin. Jesus took the punishment for your sin, and after he died and he was buried, Jesus came alive again by God's power on the third day after, and now he lives in heaven. He rules as king there over all, and you can believe on Jesus, and you can be saved from your sin's punishment, and that is the only way to be forgiven for all your sin, even your sinful thoughts that no one else knows about. God knows your thoughts, and he even knows your dreams. Joseph wanted Pharaoh to know that there is one true and living God, and that he is the only one who knows the thoughts and dreams of people. Pharaoh told Joseph his two dreams. The two dreams of Pharaoh were like this. Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of a river, and this river is a very big river there in Egypt. It's called the Nile River. It's still a real place today. Pharaoh was standing right on the bank, or right on the, the edge of the Nile River. And Pharaoh told Joseph, seven healthy cows came up out of the river and began to eat grass in the meadow or in the field. Then seven other cows came out of the river. They were skinny and they were sickly looking. They didn't look well at all. They stood beside the good cows and they ate them. Then I woke up. So that was the first dream. What was the second dream that Pharaoh had? The second dream... He told Joseph there were seven full heads of grain, and they grew on one stalk. And then seven poor, almost empty heads of grain ate up the good heads of grain. And then he woke up. Wow, what dreams? What could they mean? God helped Joseph to know the meaning of the dreams. And Joseph said, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Pharaoh, he may have leaned forward as he was wanting to learn what these dreams meant. And Joseph said the two dreams mean the same thing. The seven good cows and the seven good heads of grain represent seven good years. The seven poor cows and the seven poor heads of grain represent seven poor years. Joseph told Pharaoh, in the seven good years there will be plenty over all the land of Egypt. The crops will produce so great. There will be such a, a wonderful crop that year, and it will be very, very good. The crops will be better than ever, and there will be more food than the people can eat. But after that, there will be seven years of famine, when the crops will not grow. The famine will be so terrible, and people will even forget about the good years because of their hunger. Now, how do you think Pharaoh felt? Maybe he felt worried. Maybe he felt concerned as he listened to Joseph. But then Joseph gave him some advice. And he said, Your two dreams are alike because God will cause this to happen, and it will happen soon. Pharaoh should look for a man of wisdom to put in charge over all Egypt. During the seven years of plenty, part of the food should be gathered and stored. Then, when the years of famine or no food come, 
there will be enough to keep the people of Egypt from starving. Pharaoh knew he was hearing good advice. He said to his servants, Can we find another man like this? The Spirit of God is in him. And then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is no one else as wise as you. You shall be that man in charge over all Egypt. You will be second in power only to me. Wow! What an important job! Joseph may have been afraid, but this was God's right time to work out Joseph's situation. If God has caused Joseph to be released from the prison, two years earlier, as Joseph had hoped, he wouldn't have been there to explain Pharaoh's dream. God had been using Joseph's hard experiences to prepare him for this new important job, and Joseph, he had waited. And now God was rewarding him. God was about to reward him. The one true God had been there with Joseph, even in prison. And God was still with him then, when he was before Pharaoh. If you've believed in Jesus, God has promised to always be with you. If someone you love has moved away or died, you can pray. You can pray and ask God to comfort you and bring you another friend into your life. Or you can pray and ask God to show you a way to stay in communication with the one who has moved away. If someone has died, you can ask God to give you comfort after that person has died, because you might feel sad. You can ask God what you should do about a hard situation, and you can trust God to answer. If no one seems to notice you, you can thank God that He is with you, and He's always thinking about you. And whenever you feel alone, or you think that God has left you, you can say our verse, Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13, 5. You can even read the story of Joseph in the Bible, because it reminds you and me that God is with you, even when it might look like he's not. God had been there with Joseph in prison, and God was with him now in this important new job, and Joseph was released from the prison. Pharaoh gave Joseph his ring. Now this ring was a symbol of authority that was used to show Pharaoh approved of something, like a law or a request. Joseph was also dressed in fine robes, and a gold chain was placed around his neck. Joseph even got a chariot and horses, and people were ordered to bow down before him. Joseph, who had suffered unfairly for so many years, was now the governor of Egypt. He was second in command to Pharaoh, and only God could make that happen. During the next seven years in Egypt, there was a great harvest, good crops, so much food, the people couldn't eat it all. And this was what Joseph said would happen. God told him this would happen, and it did. And with all of that crops, Joseph was able to put his plan into action. A portion of that, or a part of what was grown, was stored away for the seven bad years that were coming. Soon there was more grain stored than anyone could measure. Then the years of famine came. When there was less food, the people were sent to Joseph. He opened the storehouses where he had where he had put all the extra grain he had saved. And Joseph sold the people food. The people must have been so thankful that Joseph had done this so that they could be saved from starvation. In all the difficult situations in Joseph's life, God had never left him. God was with him. God was helping him to know what he should do. 
And if you believed in Jesus, God has promised to always be with you. The next time you're sad, you're lonely, or you're afraid, remember that God is with you. And you can say our verse, Hebrews 13, 5. And if you know it, say it with me. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13, 5. Yes, when you face a difficult problem, remember God is with you. He knows what you should do. And if you're disappointed because nobody notices something good that you did, remember, God was with you when you did it. He knows about it. He's pleased when you do good. Will you remember God is always with you, even when it feels like you're alone? Trust God's word. Trust his promises. He is with you if you have believed on him. But if you've never believed on Jesus, then you can do that today. If you know that you have sinned and believe that the Lord Jesus is God the Son who died and rose again for you, you can be forgiven of your sin. The Bible says, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. To believe on Jesus means to trust completely in him as the only one who can save you from your sin. And when you believe on him, he promises to forgive your sin and change you on the inside so you can live for him. He'll give you everlasting life, which is forever life, so you can live with him in heaven someday. Are you willing to turn from your sin? Are you willing to believe on Jesus to give you that everlasting life? This is the most important decision that you will ever make in your life, is to believe on Jesus. If you would like to believe on Jesus today, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it and believe it. Dear Jesus, I know I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please change me on the inside and give me everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly believe in Jesus, he will give you everlasting life and change you on the inside. And if you believe in him, he will always be with you, just like our memory verse says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. If you would like to read about Joseph from the Bible and how he got to tell the butler and the baker what their dreams meant and how he got to tell Pharaoh what his dream meant and then how Joseph was put in charge of all Egypt, second in command, then you can read about that in the Bible. In Genesis, the first book of the Bible, chapters 40 and 41. That's, again, that's Genesis, chapters 40 and 41. Well, that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye.